They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. We bring you another edition of Throwback Madness, where we review Royal Rumble 2002. I know Alo is very happy about that. No. <laughs> Not excited? <laughs> I'm your host, Ron Pashery. I am joined by Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe. I am here with my other good friend, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, the European champion, hailing from Blackpool, England, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Great to have you guys here. Well, thank you. Great to, great to be here. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting this over with. <laughs> Our January throwback madness. Again, I'll just reiterate, I made Aaron's night when I picked this a month ago. Ugh. He's going to have the time of his life reviewing it tonight. Ugh. But throwback madness where we take you in a time machine and bring you back to some pay-per-view from this month in the past. This year, 2002, Royal Rumble, out of the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we've run down the line progression. We uh, three months in a row. We've, we've been in the same era. Yeah, I mean that was that was the main reason why I picked it was to keep the continuity going, knowing fans were going to break it up anyway, most likely. In thank you, fans. <laughs> get me Barry Allen. Get me out this time, please. Yeah, we don't have Ecto Fly here tonight. Who I believe the Royal Rumble might be his favorite pay per view. Yeah. Um, but this one kicks off with the Dudley Boys defending their no going up against the tag team champions. Taz yeah, that's Spike kind Dudley. of a weird fact. I, I didn't know these <laughs> guys are the tag, tag team champions. These guys are tag Spike team champions. Yeah. <laughs> the run well, of the litter. Nobody could take a beating like Spike Dudley. No, it's the run of the litter versus the suplex machine. Yeah, Spike Dudley was Enzo. Ah, uh, yes, he was. <laughs> but better in the ring. Yeah, much better, much, in, the much better in the ring. Taz is no cast though. Oh uh, no. No. Well, well they're different. It, uh, that's debatable. He doesn't have the size of Cass, but no, he'll but take it to you. Taz was a, a powerhouse. Um, great hot tag to Taz in this match. Um, they won via Taz Mission. Not the best tag match we've seen the Dudley Boys in in recent pay-per-views that we reviewed. But this is the first time I think we saw Taz, right? Yeah. On any of these throwbacks? Yeah. Well, this match is worth it just for uh, the lovely legs that came along with this match. <laughs> Cam will never look better. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Stacy Keebler, not my type per se, but she did She did uh, look good in the camo. And I think JR is quoted as saying at one point, look at Stacy Keebler, all those curves and me with no breaks. <laughs> <laughs> King said <laughs> Yeah. So good. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, nobody marked out for women quite like King. So, I don't know if he'd get away with half of this stuff. No, he definitely wouldn't. Now, the new but. PC. Uh, Taz is a complete savage, not minding Stacey Keeler's assets and just locking into Taz's mission. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he, did, he couldn't have cared less. Um, they retained the tag team champ. How long were they tag team champions for? They were losing the week after No Way Out to Billy and Chuck. Oh, another That's unbelievable. Stellar tag team division right there. Um, we move backstage. Edge with Lillian Garcia. Edge still embroiled in his feud with William Regal, who was making a run at this time for the dirtiest player in the game, at least active. So uh, he was great. Uh, he says that he could play dirty with the best of them, and on this night, the devil was going to get burnt. Regal, 
I think he got caught with the brass knucks prior to the match, right? No. What did he get caught with? Did they, Nothing. I thought they took something from him before the no, match. They check, no, they were checking him. They're checking him, him yeah. Oh, okay. he, he always gets checked. He got clever at stashing him. All right, for some reason I thought they had caught him with them. Well, I just found it funny that Nick Patrick's the so-called scab referee. He's <laughs> checking for, for brass knucks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get to that. we'll get to him later, too. Well, they made mention, too, in kind of the, the uh, backstage stuff, and Edge mentioned that Rieger pulled this before, so he was looking for kind of the brass knuck thing. That might be where you're, what you're thinking of, kind of. Yeah, definitely. Um, Regal, I think, is... Now, granted, at this point, I feel like everybody has a lot of love for William Regal. I don't know how much love people had for William Regal at that time. I feel like he's underrated as a performer. He is. Like he, he, he definitely is. He's a good wrestler, but I feel like his performance was so good. Yeah. Uh, the, the facial expressions were always great. Like, I think there might have been a point where somebody said it looked like he uh, bit into a lemon or something <laughs> like that. He, he's got a sarapus face. Yeah. yeah he, he, his, face was, his faces were great. The way he sold certain things was great. Um... A lot of fun to watch. He didn't look like an intimidating wrestler yet in there. I mean, I, I, I more power to him because he was always captivating and, he, and, you know, with his accent, I was always <laughs> enthralled. But, I mean, just look at it at first glance. Like you said, the Sour Puss Grimace, you're not going to get really too far behind Regal. Kind of underrated in that in that sense. Yeah. Now, Alo, did you like this version of Regal more so than the man's man, William Regal? Oh, yeah. I, like, when Regal came back in 2000, I, I loved him because, well, he was such he was a heel and he mm-hmm. beat Edge, so I wasn't happy with that. Yeah. But in retrospect, he, he was so good, like his little faces and the words he was saying, "You you besmirch me." <laughs> it, was, it was so good. See, I have a soft spot for the man's man because something about it was just so stupid that it was funny. <laughs> it, to me. it just tickled you. The yeah, the entrance music was great. The stupid video with him like chopping wood. Yeah. <laughs> It, and the funny thing is, I felt like that gimmick went on for like a year. It was like a month. <laughs> it felt like it was for going on for so long. But he even said, I think he was having like some severe, like substance abuse issues at the time, and mm-hmm. they took him off TV. So it was it was actually short lived. But one maybe my favorite character he ever did. Um, there was one point where I think Edge hit him with a, a DDT on the apron, and they were talking about his broken. I don't know, Jr. And Lawler were just so good at this time. Yeah. Like, were they worried about Regal's nose? Because it had been broken, what, the week before? They're on their A game. Um, He snuck the brass knucks into the match anyway. Now, what what did he do? Did he sneak and hit him with them? Yeah. And he won? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he knocked him out. Because he had the um, the brass knucks under his tights, and so he bumped Nick Patrick, so Nick Patrick didn't see it, and then he punched Edge with the brass knucks and put him back in his tights. And then he got the pinfall victory. Yeah. New Intercontinental Champion. Uh, and I love that it won. In, for whatever reason, Michael Cole interviewed him. So right good. <laughs> so good. With, his, with Michael Cole with his frosted tips. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. How old do you think his, Michael Cole His instincts. How, how old is he now? I don't know. But his instinct, instinct style haircut. Yeah. That like he was sporting. Yeah, he looked like uh, AJ from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> he looked like the perverted guy who thought he was AJ from the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, but Regal says that he was blessed with the power of the punch, <laughs> which obviously he wasn't. It was the... No. He's like, okay. I was blessed with the power of the punch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so good. He was good at classic heel tactics. He was, and I think that's why... He used it to his advantage. Uh, he's a great asset for the Performance Center, for those kids that are there now. We've talked... 
at length on other shows about how much they miss Dusty Rhodes down there. But William Regal is like very valuable to them down there because yeah. he doesn't have like this overwhelming physique. He's not that big of a guy. He's not a great athlete. He got by with doing all the things that make up a pro wrestler outside of just physical attributes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good match. It was a fun match. Like I said, it's always fun to watch back William Regal match. Yeah, it was better than the match at Vengeance because last month when we reviewed Vengeance, Regal was in control a lot of that match. It's more, this was more of a, more of a back and forth. Yeah, match. Regal was kind of just beating him up. Yeah, like, it just ended uh, abruptly. Yeah, this was a ten minute match. Good match. Good good match to start. Or, well, it didn't start the show, but this was better than the tag team match. I will yeah. say that. Uh, definitely better than the tag team match. Uh, we got a women's championship match. Uh, Jazz versus Trish Stratus, who was defending her women's championship. With Miss, with, with Miss Jackie as a special guest. Special guest referee. Now, I don't know if you remember when Dana Brooke... Yep, that, that's my <laughs> notes. What was you say? Which one wins that bet? I said Dana Brooke might have been the bustiest special uh, guest ever. And then I saw and Jackie. Miss like, Jackie. You know what? Yeah. Give her a run for the money. <laughs> I'm glad we were on the same page with that because... You are. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know who wins that. I don't know either. It's like a photo finish, yeah, no. I think. Because Jackie's is more open. Mm-hmm. Huh. Way more revealing yeah. outfit than Dana's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We may have to go to the tapes to... Yeah, side by side. T- yeah. Tell the tapes, you have to measure them out. <laughs> yeah. But they, remember they used to do that when they have bikini contests, they mm-hmm. have their waist and their bust size? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll have to go back to the, the records then. No, yeah. who, who, who was the most attractive woman in the ring at this pay-per-view? You got Jazz, Miss Jackie, or Trish. Trish. Trish, yeah, easy. Yeah, she was. She, I mean, she. You can make a good case for her to be the most. Attractive. It's kind of a trick question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can make a case that she was the most attractive women's wrestler they've ever had on the roster. I think there's a lot of people that would say that. Just when her entrance come, when her music comes on, King says, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so good." Yeah, King loved him some Trish. Um, very short match, three and a half minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. It felt longer than that, though, yeah. right? Um, and I don't necessarily mean that necessarily in a bad way. Because Jazz, well, Jazz obviously got the better of the entirety of this match. Yeah, I forgot I forgot Jazz lost his match. I thought she won this match because she would win the women's title, I guess, on an episode of Raw. Oh, really? Yeah, because at WrestleMania 18, Jazz went in as a champion. So I'm guessing Jazz beat her on an episode of Raw. I thought, I thought that Jazz won the title here. Uh, she this, did not. Yeah, well, this was a good contrast of styles with Trish being like the girl that everybody thought was so gorgeous and everything and then Jazz obviously brought a lot the of brute, violence and the power. brute strength yeah she had like a big E style splash at one point <laughs> oh yeah yeah cause um, King was talking about Trish's bra and J- Jazz did the frog splash and JR said a splash from the purple puppies King says here's my line <laughs> <laughs> yeah JR stepping on the toes <laughs> on that one uh and Trish was just kind of holding on for this whole match, like yeah. just trying not, not to lose, basically. Yeah, because this was early in Trish's run, so Jazz was the, was the savvy vet at this time. Mm-hmm. Now, why did Miss Jackie become the special guest referee here? I don't know. She was assigned to be the referee on Heat. Yeah. Uh, just a randomness. Yeah, there's not necessarily like an actual reason why that you can recall. No, I just they mentioned that she was named the referee on Heat. Cause, oh, okay, so it was like literally the night of. Yeah. They announced that. So it's like Raw now, yeah. where they announce things on the night of the event. Try and get some extra extra viewership. Hey, yeah. Dropping um, that bomb. Jazz and Jackie get into it a little bit, where Jackie actually hesitated on what would have been a three count. 
So Jazz technically should have won the women's title, but Trish wins it with a bulldog. Now, when did she start with the Stratus faction? She was doing the Stratus. She was doing it already. She just didn't do it in this match. Well, well, she yeah, because like it was variations of the bulldog that she would do. She would do that or in in or the springboard. Because I don't I don't recall them even calling it that. With Stratus faction? Yeah, I don't think either one of them called it Stratus faction. Hmm. On this match, I don't rec- I don't recall, but she was doing the, the yeah, I'm pretty sure she was doing version. it yeah. at that point too. Mm. She just kind of adapted. Yeah, she adapted. She kind of adapted for the match. Like Triple H. Yeah, she adapted you, and she didn't perish. You adapt or you die. <laughs> uh, we had Flair walking in with Megan and Reed, but no Charlotte. <laughs> she must have been off winning state championships somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, get interviewed by Coach. Which led directly into Vincent Flair in the yes! street fight. Yes, this is so bad. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, interesting part of this is you always, it's always good to see Flair color up, mm-hmm. wearing the crimson mask. Uh, well, you, you knew, even if you didn't know, you knew both of these guys were going to get color. Yeah, they had to. This is so good, so bad. It was so bad, it was good. So bad, it was good. Exactly. I honestly, I thoroughly enjoyed. This. Did you laugh the whole time? That's why you know. I enjoyed it too, especially you had the Vince McMahon poster shot. He took the camera and he was posing. But you have to laugh the whole time during this match. I could not stop laughing. No, it was great. I mean, Vince, Vince flexing after <laughs> everything he did was great. He thought um, it was the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. King marking out over Vince. Uh-huh. Saying, saying yeah. Vince has muscles where pla- places flares they have places. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the vignette was awesome. Uh, these are really are two of the most entertaining guys to ever set foot in a wrestling ring. Like, there are not many guys that I could say have entertained me more in <laughs> the wrestling business than these two guys. And they've done it for so long. Now, obviously, both much younger in 2002 than they are now. Yeah, significantly the way, so. The way Vince was selling the chops, <laughs> like the, the kind of like quick, like choppy steps after you get chopped. Uh, JR actually at one point even said, like, I think you're, uh, you're getting a little too excited yeah, I got the, about I got the body. <laughs> Vince didn't look like he belonged in his body. He looked like he was in a suit. It did. You it just look at his like head, and you can just picture a suit, and then it's just this Vince immense body that he... wearing the, the plunging neckline tank top. Mm. Yeah. The very thin straps. Um, Flair was out there selling, selling, making Vince look like him. He did. Like, uh, I thought this was super entertaining. Both men bleeding. Uh, Vince took Megan's camera. and So good. Do, do you think that was the first selfie anyone ever took with Ric Flair? <laughs> with Ric Flair, yeah, <laughs> with the self-portrait, yeah. Ah, uh, because selfies weren't a thing back then. Yeah, uh, Polaroids. But were people that wasn't selfies. selfies? Yeah, that wasn't really what. Uh, well, Danny Tanner took some on Full House. All right, so then not the first selfie. No, Danny Tanner got that. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Are Are we crediting right now? Danny Tanner with the Danny selfie. Danny Tanner with the the invention of the selfie. Yes, he, yes, we are. All right. We'll have to fact check that one. One of the first episodes of Full House. He takes a selfie with his, with his um, Polaroid. Was this the episode when he was uh, in the Golden State Warriors warm-up suit? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. That's it. We're going to have to have our stack guy st- wow. fact check. That's it. Stack guy. All right. So Bob Sagan, you heard here first. The first, world's first selfie. Abington's own. Yeah. But no one looked as sexy as Mr. Yeah. McMahon taking Local a selfie. Yeah. That was the first yeah. sexy selfie. Yeah, Vince I'd made say. Flair. Vince made Mrs. Figure Four look respectable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that figure four was not good. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, but it was, it was kind of a cool finish though. Both bleeding, Vince McMahon sprawling 
figure four on the middle of the ring. But the way Vince just yeah yeah Vince screaming was mm-hmm. so good because that's what we need with the McMahons because they're always belittling everybody. That's what you need uh, need people taking out authority figures Some like suffering. that. And make yeah. him, making him suffer. It was perfect. Yeah, you get... Because now the villains always end up on top. Or when the villains don't end up on top, it's just somebody who kind of works for them that takes the fall for them. It's never them. When's the last time Stephanie really paid the price for it? The last thing I remember was when Vicky Guerrero yeah. threw her in the mud. Yeah. and then, That was, what, three years ago? Yeah, and then Roman Reigns spearing her at WrestleMania. Other than that, that's it. Okay, she did take the spear at WrestleMania. But that's about it. But it just that's seems not really like, embarrassing. No, it just seems like yeah, like Vince would take his beatings. Yeah, on the regular. Mm-hmm. Like he on was always getting beat up on the reg. That's how the cool kids are saying. <laughs> well, I'm not cool, so hey, <laughs> you're learning. I mean, <laughs> I may be a perfect twenty, but I'm not cool. Um, yeah, Vince selling Vince screaming Vince in agony so bad Vince overflexing yeah overflexing uh when he took the pipe over the head <laughs> JR sweet mother of pearl call was great uh and flair wins via the figure so four so good now so you actually enjoyed this aspect of the show it was so bad cause I think you didn't think you were going to when... I just know it was so bad but I just couldn't help but to laugh because I knew what, what I was getting into I, was, I forgot I forgot how bad it was, actually was but it was so good they put the entertainment in sports entertainment yeah because Flair just out there selling making Vince look like he's Flair mm-hmm. it was so good because Flair was completely overselling yeah um, <laughs> even the point when Megan got the camera back and was taking the flash yeah right in Vince's face <laughs> I thought it was a nice touch. Um, Nick Patrick, you mentioned oh. earlier. We would get to him later. Michael Cole was about to interview him, asking him if he reviewed the tape from the William Regal victory earlier in the night. And then a young Steph butts in and basically ends that whole storyline in its tracks. Um, she says, the beating that Ric Flair just gave my dad is nothing compared to what Triple H is going to do to the other 29 men in the Royal Rumble. Um, I, but I was wondering, was this 2016 or was this 2002? <laughs> <laughs> because it's kind of still the same thing, right? Last year it was, yeah. <laughs> to an extent. Like, the more things change, the more they The recycled storylines. Yeah. Let's go with that Triple oh, H yeah. again. So this story's been going on for 15 years. <laughs> Um, Austin came out and started a what chant, which tuned me out immediately. Well, it worked with Austin. It o- did. Only with Austin it works. It did. Until the fans get out of control with it. But at the time. Yeah, at the like time. Now, yeah, now it's over. I'm immediately... Uh, no, I mean watching it back now. Knowing what I know about the course of history for the what chant, I can't enjoy it when I go back and watch it. It immediately annoys me. Well, what I do is I enjoy it, now, I enjoy it back then because it was only Austin doing it. And it, it, it was his thing, so the cadence it, it fit perfect to him. Now I just can't I can't stand it. Yeah, it happened earlier. We were watching a little bit of 205 before we started the show, and uh, heard some what chants in the background. Oh, Tony! And, and Ron's like, oh, they're they're doing that now. He had that uh, he had that William Regal bitter face. <laughs> we're doing that there now. Well, yeah. So at the time, I enjoyed it because it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was his thing. But like, I can't go back and enjoy it still. They overdid it real quick with that. Yeah. Um, but, so I mentioned on the show last week that the HBK character is not aging well. What is aging worse, the HBK character or the what chant? 
The what, Shanky? You see it every week. You hear it every week. Uh, I agree. Uh, that's the first thing I thought was, this has aged worse than maybe anything else in wrestling. I can't think of anything that annoys me more than that. Um, anything else that I'd rather the fans stop doing than that. Um, and if Austin was on my Mount, my Mount Rushmore, I might take him off Just right for now. What? For because of that. Shanky. For that. Yeah. What? <laughs> but it worked so good. Even when you, even with the stomps, it worked. Per- it worked perfectly. What? I can't even laugh at it. <laughs> you did. And you, you and <laughs> I did. I did. I smiled. And then the, uh, the, his whole, Austin's whole watch thing. He had no watch. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <It tastes so laughs> yeah. We get another match between The Rock and Chris Jericho for the undisputed championship. This was almost twenty minutes long. Now, Joseph, your thoughts on? The Jericho Rock. I mean, at this match. point, we've seen it a couple times already. Uh, it wasn't an awful match, but it wasn't their best match by any by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think the one be- previous that we just reviewed was better than this particular match, but it was a good match. I Halo? enjoyed it. I like this match. I think I think it was better than the Vengeance match. It's, I, it was hard for me to put it against the No Mercy match because so you like this one better. Then the Vengeance match, yeah. You liked Vengeance better than this one. No Mercy match is is, is kind of up in the air because I I would have to watch him back to back because mm-hmm. I really did like that No Mercy match. But this match was different than the No Mercy match because Jericho, at, in No Mercy, he was trying to win the big one. Mm-hmm. But now, <laughs> going back to 2002, this was a whole diff- a whole different dynamic to Chris Jericho because he's trying to retain. And this like this era, Chris Jericho, I did not like as a young. 11-year-old Halo at the time. I did not like it because... No matter how many juice boxes you had. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't stomach I, I, I it. The more juice boxes he drank, like, the less he liked Jericho. The, po- the red one one ponytail, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Like, I liked the Chris Jericho how he was. Just loud, obnoxious, and always insulting people. Mm-hmm. Now, this version of Chris Jericho was the on top of the world, king of the world, Chris Jericho, and he was just, just a whiny baby face. Like, they strip him of everything I like, but that's what you do when you were healed. Yeah. You strip, you strip yourself of everything that people like about you. But this match was different because he was more of a cocky heel because he, he was the first time undisputed champion. So he played that he played that role in the match. There were a lot of nice spots that hope that rock bottom from table to table. Oh yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. I thought that was great. That was a nice spot. The rock actually got somebody to tap out to the sharpshooter. The worst sharpshooter. <laughs> but no one saw it. No one yeah. saw it. And then Nick Patrick, the worst referee of all time. <laughs> it was Earl Hathaway was the referee in this match, too. So we got a, a, rare, double, a rare double take of two of the worst referees in professional <laughs> wrestling. And then a great heel way of Jericho to win, throwing Rock into the post and rolling him up. and putting his Post came the back into play, the one he took mm-hmm. off earlier in the match. And, and then Christian and Lance Storm coming out trying to interfere on, on Jericho's behalf. The Canadian connection. Yep. Yeah, Jericho hit a rock bottom. Yeah, right? yes he did. He hit yeah. a rock bottom. He went for the people's elbow and a rock kicked up. That's right. Um, yeah, I did. I did like the finish because that exposed turnbuckle was out there. Yeah, for a that while. was in play for like. See, I liked, probably twelve out of the nineteen. <laughs> I like the ending in that sense that they used the turnbuckle again, but I hate. I guess maybe that's part of what they're trying to do with the ref. How egregious his feet up on the ropes were. Mm-hmm. It was super obvious, and they just completely ignored it. Yeah, what was he on the second rope? He was on the top. Yeah, the top. He slowly, was it the top? he slowly climbed he up to the top. top. He went to the top. I couldn't remember. He climbed his way up all the way. Yeah, I I did think it was uh, a good finish. I did enjoy the match. I liked the amount of time that they gave it. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't know if any of us knew. Obviously, nobody, none of us knew how huge The Rock would end up being. Like he was obviously very big at this time in the world of wrestling. But he was already. He had been in the Scorpion yeah. King already. Um, but to me, 
And you may have viewed this differently. I, I think I saw the Scorpion King when I was like 23, I guess, 22. And to me, it was like, okay, it's just kind of like a corny movie. That yeah. He's in. Like, if he's going to act, he's going to do corny movies like this. Never in a million years that I think he was going to be the biggest star in Hollywood. Like, never thought that was going to happen. A young madness was saying, this is just a fad. The Rock will be here forever. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Basically, that's what I thought. I wasn't even a big fan of The Rock at the time. I thought he was good. I liked him a lot more four years before this than so, I did at this point. So in ten years, will John Cena be the sexiest man alive? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't think he can. He's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> So Joseph, you find The Rock much sexier than you find John Cena. If I if I had a couple of drinks of me and I had to go one way or the other, I'd probably swing The Rock's way. All right. That's I mean, they both look a little muscle bound, a little uh, you know, a little shot up these days. Yeah. But I mean, John Cena looks like uh, like Fred Flintstone on steroids. <laughs> that doesn't do it for me. That's not your not not your taste. Not my thing. You've never been a big fan of the Fred Flintstone's look. No, I mean I've been I, saying that about you for years. You've noticed this about mm-hmm. me. I've just never been a Fred kind of guy. No. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think Cena will get to that level. But I think we also probably none of us would have thought 15 years later, Jericho would be arguably better than ever. Or Still more wrestling. entertaining than ever. Yeah. How'd you like this version of Jericho? Because I, I think I have to go back and look at it because I just didn't, he, I didn't really like it because it wasn't what I was accustomed to from Jericho. I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I was such a Jericho mark. You're a Jericho-holic. Yeah, I was quite literally a Jericho-holic. I liked him no matter what. Uh, the only times I started to jump off the bandwagon a little bit was more in like the 2000... When I, kind of when I stopped watching. I was like, this is not the Chris Jericho that I was a huge fan of anymore mm-hmm. but at this time i was i loved jericho so much it didn't really matter his character didn't matter it was just this guy is great he's entertaining his matches are good he's great on the mic he's funny so that was really all that mattered to me i'm the wrong guy to ask joseph do you, did you have like a any negative feelings about this era no of no i mean i was always kind of behind jericho because of the work he did in the ring i mean I, I i was able to overlook some of the maybe gimmick flaws he might have had over the course of it, but I, I was pulling for Jericho at this time. I remember specifically, I, I didn't think he had a chance to beat like he did. He ended up beating The Rock and Stone Cold one night when this happened. I think he was gonna, that was going to happen, but it did. I was I was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Now, Alo, so you obviously significantly younger than the two of us. Um, did you not like him because, kind of like the way Eric doesn't like The Miz? No. Like that you just didn't, ah, this isn't good, or you didn't like him as in like, as a mark watching the way they want you to watch wrestling, you're like, oh, I don't like that, this guy anymore. As a okay. mark, as, as the mark, as they want you to watch it, because like I said, they stripped him of everything I liked of, mm-hmm. liked about him. So I'm like, I don't like, I hate this ponytail, him spinning around the belt. <laughs> I like how hung up you are on the red ponytail. <laughs> yeah, I, I hated that it's ponytail. A, it's a hair thing. I hated that. You must have hated the Tonka too. <laughs> I hate. I I really hate that that ponytail. <laughs> and like they, they stripped him everything. Got everything. They just turned him to, into a whiny babe. But that's what that's what a heel is. But he yeah. was. But Jericho was really good at whining. That that's what he that, that's what he's best at. So do you appreciate this iteration of Jericho more now than you did then? I'll have I'll have to go back and watch it because this was a. a Odd era for Jericho. That's because, what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched this one show because the first half of 2002 isn't good. Now, see, now, from Vengeance 2002 on to the end, 
2002 was excellent. But this first six months is funny because they did a great job with Jericho in the early part of 2002 because they had him beat Jericho, I mean, Rock and Austin the same night. And then Rumble, they had him beat Rock, and then No Way Out, they beat Austin. So he beat both the guys he beat in the same night, back-to-back month, then he went to Triple H. And then at Backlash, the next month, he wasn't even on the card. And then at Judgment Day, he faced... Triple H inside Hell of a Cell, and he lost that. And then he at King of the Ring, he was in the King of the Ring, the King of the Ring tournament. He lost in that. And then Vengeance, he, that's when John Cena debuted, and John Cena beat him again. So at that point, he was putting over all the other guys. And I forgot what he did at SummerSlam 02. No, he fought for Flair after that, and he fought Flair again mm-hmm. in Unforgiven. So, and then after that, he was back. He was still he was in that mid card part for the latter end in the tag team division because he was the IC champion in September and he became a tag team champion with Christian and that led to the end of the year so it was a hard a weird thing for Jericho but that whole king of the world thing mm-hmm. that only lasts about four months yeah I know at the time I thought for sure he was going to drop the title to Rock immediately at the yeah that's what that, that, that's, how, that's <laughs> how they booked him because he turned to this whiny whiny heel and then we all know that the Rock's the Rock and mm-hmm. Austin's Austin they did a good job booking, booking him and making him look like a viable champion yeah, they did. Um, from here, we moved to... Oh, one more thing. Oh, go ahead. I, I want to go back to the Vince and Flair thing. Mm-hmm. After Vince lost this match, he he, he started having senior moments. <laughs> and I'm going to inject the poison. Oh, uh, so this was right after that. Yeah. yeah this this happens after this match. A couple, Maybe a week or two after. The poison. Yeah. The N W O. A friend of mine and Dennis actually used that video to announce his best man at his wedding. You gotta show me that. Uh, if we, if it's still around anywhere, I will. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, if this lets you know. Even a little more about the story, uh, G-Man is who was picked as the best man. Oh, God. So he's involved in this video. Uh, yeah, it's it's unreal. Uh, <laughs> I, you know I forget everything, so don't let me forget to see if I could track that down, because I haven't seen it in at almost two years. Okay, so it's probably still findable. It, probably. I think it's probably a private video on YouTube somewhere. I don't think I have the link anymore. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think this was introduced in February of 2015. Okay. Correct. This is findable. So, yeah, so it's not old, but... It's not new. No. <laughs> so, yes, we will have to find that. Maybe we'll have to see if we'll let, let us post it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take notes. Yeah, a guy who wasn't even watching wrestling anymore <laughs> at the time, but he was obsessed with it during this time period from, like, 97 to probably 04 or 05. Uh so this was like right in his wheelhouse, and the fact that he made that his his best man selection video, <laughs> yeah, I have to find it. Um, but yes, we get HBK at WWF New York, who says he's getting to be a fan again. Um, he got to see the two most influential men in his career, Vincent Flair, you know, go at it that night. Um, and little did we know at the time he was going to be back, not too long after that. Nope. No. Like you thought it was over. Five months. Eight months. Five. Because he'll be, oh, yeah, be on TV. In yeah, because he was in part of NWO. And then, well, I, his match was August 2002. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, like, did either one of you see him? Well, did y'all go to you first? Go to me first. Did you see 
HBK ever coming back and stepping in, stepping his foot in the ring? No, nah, I mean, who, who would at this time? Uh, you, you wouldn't have thought HBK's career would outlast at WWE New York, but we all, <laughs> we all know now it really did because he came back and he was around for a while. So I mean, <laughs> there's that. Yeah, you. I, I remember you placing a big bet on that New York. WWE, yeah, I thought you really thought that it was going to last. I was selling, it, I was selling it hard. I thought you it was going to be around. You, you, you thought that was going to be then, now, forever, and it turned out that it <laughs> apparently wasn't. it was just then and now. Yeah, now a young Alo. Were you an HBK fan at this point, or did you become a an lot HBK of, fan watching back later? Well, a lot of well, I had like older videos. So I can't believe I've never asked you this before. Well, I, I had a lot of older videos because like, I would go to Blockbuster and um, try to get the older. I would, I would just try to find anything wrestling when I would mm-hmm. go, when I would go anywhere, any, any tapes, anything like that, and read magazines. So, like, so I got a lot of his '97 stuff. So I told him, oh, he's pretty good. And he was with Triple H in DX. Like, he was original part of DX. I was like, oh, I, I, like, I like this guy. And I, sh- I saw what happened to him. I'm like, dang, I wonder if I'm going to get to wrestle. So I really fell in love with him. So even back then, you were already... I liked Shawn Michaels because I knew who he was. And I, I, did like, I did like him. But I, I, my, most, my main dose of Shawn Michaels was his second career. Mm-hmm. So did you, I mean, I'm assuming you as a kid probably thought like, oh, he's retired. He's yeah. Um... We were pretty lucky to get that second yeah. run, which, like, some would argue was better than his first. Can you think of anyone else that's had two distinct, almost, like, two different careers like that? Like, the the, the only person I could think of off the top of my head is Hogan, only because he was the biggest baby face in the history of the world in the 80s. And then the in the mid-90s, he became the huge heel, and it was, like, a huge thing. That was like two very distinct, like different mm-hmm. careers. But HBK was—I don't know—is there anybody else that's had like that divide like that and had two great runs? Well, HBK is a performer, okay, but Hogan—you said you said it was two different eras, like mm-hmm. the big, the big baby face of the '80s and the top heel in the '90s. It's just with HBK, it was like okay, he's a great performer then, but now he's a great performer now. Like Hogan was never that great performer, right. so you could kind of like separate him in certain. Yeah, aspects. his matches were big in that he was a huge character. Yeah, and they were like in prominent parts on every card, but HBK was putting on like classic match after classic match in both eras. Showstopper. Yeah. Uh, so are we decided there is nobody else quite no. like that? Not not in the ring. Joseph, you have anybody you could think of? Not I can think of on the spot. I mean, I would have to kind of dig through my memory banks. I mean, they're kind of deep hallways there. I'd have to <laughs> kind of do some searching. Well, maybe we'll ask that. We'll save that question for another day. Um, we move on to the actual Rumble match. Um, it's a thrilling start. Got yeah, Rikishi and Goldust, the fir- Goldust first two open. The real Goldust. Mm-hmm. The real Goldust. Yeah. yeah and th- finally. And then who are three and four? Um, I don't remember. No, you don't? Uh, I don't remember either. <laughs> there weren't thrilling wrestlers either. So we had the first four wrestlers in there, and they were kind of all kind of Was dubs. Al Snow four? Al Snow was four. And three was someone again, though. I forget right offhand. I, I know I had it memorized a couple minutes ago. Was it Bradshaw? Ago. No, it wasn't Bradshaw. He was in early. I know he was in early. Was it one of the... Um, Actually, he might have been four, and Snow might have been five. Um, so it was one, two, three, four. Snow was like four or five, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was early, but he might not have been in the first four. Um, you're right, though. It was not a thrilling start. There's no names that really came out. 
Big Boss Man and Bradshaw. Yeah, that's what we're Big, Big Boss Man. I was going to say someone in the oh, APA. Storm 5, Al Snow 6, Billy Gunn 7, The Undertaker 8. That, until you got Undertaker. Yeah. Yes! Matt and Jeff Hardy 9. Yes! <laughs> now, see, we're getting to the Undertaker part, which he kind of cleared house. He's in the, the rendition of Undertaker that I probably like the least is, is American Bad Boy kind of gimmick. Um, but I don't remember, and maybe you can refresh my memory. When we last left Matt and Jeff, they were feuding each other at the other pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They had that brutal match against each other, blood feud that they still carried on, mm-hmm. speaking of 15 years later. The original deletion. Yeah, the original <laughs> deletion. <laughs> and um, Matt was kind of pissed at Lita. And, and here they had this awkward kiss when they came out, and then mm-hmm. they're both fighting with each other. What happened in that time frame? Oh, Because apparently Undertaker put him on the shelf. Yeah, okay, okay, so Undertaker was the hardcore champion. That's what we left off at mm-hmm. Vengeance 01. So... Matt broke up with the Night of Vengeance. Matt broke up with Lita. Him and Matt beat Jeff and Lita in a handicap match. He rolled Lita up or whatever. A couple weeks later, Jeff has a hardcore tie match with The Undertaker. And Jeff chokeslams <coughs> Jeff Hardy off the stage onto the floor. And then he throws Lita off the stage to the floor as well. And, Matt, and while this was happening, Matt Hardy was at the Mecca of WWF New York and ran to their rescue. And then the, 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 night, the, next, the next night on SmackDown, Matt challenged for the hardcore title. And then take, take her through his. Um, you know, the, you know the spot where they take your take and put the chair on your throat mm-hmm. and slam it. They did that to Matt Hardy. So, yeah, yeah. So Undertaker basically cleared that horrible storyline right there. <laughs> and this was and this was their return. Yeah, their big return to come back. And yeah, like, which <laughs> made sense. Like when Undertaker came out, they booked this perfectly. And you know what's coming up next? So it's like when Undertaker came out, I just started smiling because I know what's next. And this was probably the best part of the show. Oh yeah. Well. Big Boss Man, unfortunately, was the first one out. <laughs> unfortunately, um, yeah, I really thought he had a chance. I was hanging too. on. I thought he was going to make it go the distance. This is even in the. I mean, this is Big Boss Man where he's wearing the black black suit, not mm-hmm. not, not the old blue he was and, and and similar and, to Roman Reigns a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, I, I'm right. sorry, I just You're love fine. how I just love how they always Vince, Vince and them they always try to make the Big Boss Man sound like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Because um, we're sick the Big Boss Man. Yeah, because um, I remember kind of like Kane and the Big Show now. <laughs> yeah, because um. <laughs> It was this promo with Shawn Michaels and Austin. It was before the, um, the King of the Ring 99 ladder mm-hmm. match with Control the Company. And Michaels was like, um, they, somebody had to face Stone Cold in, in a match. And he was like, that would be the, it was like, Vince, like, you're going to face The Undertaker. And Shawn Michaels was like, no, no, he's booked tonight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're going to face Triple H. No, he's booked tonight too. Mm-hmm. So who, and so Vince is like, the big boss man will kick Austin's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of stopped laughing. I'm like, I'm like since when? Really? Big boss yeah. Man it's like fear. <laughs> yeah, it's like now when they want somebody to feel, they want it to seem like somebody's in for a rough night. You're going to have a match with the demon Kane. Like, oh, Kane doesn't beat anyone. I mean, at least Kane can look intimidating, though. The big boss man's not going to really strike fear in anyone's no. heart. Well, he had the nightstick. You know, he's a secure... Um, a correctional officer, yeah. Cobb a, County, Georgia. Yeah, Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a intimidating thing to have behind mm-hmm. you, well, but it's like he loses all the time. Right. One of the least memorable things they did with Big Boss Man is when they had the uh, nails gimmick. I don't, I don't know if you remember that. that. I, nails. He was a, he was an inmate inmate out of Cobb County that uh, Big Boss Man kind of picked on. And he came back to kind of kind of wreak havoc on Big Boss Man. Huh. I may have to go back into the annals of the WWE Network to find digging the nails. nails. Yeah, I'm sure I like I'd remember when I. Saw I just read an article the other day, kind of uh, ten WWE's most forgettable and <laughs> hopefully forgettable storylines. So I'm not alone. In that was one of them. Yeah, I'm sure you mentally blocked it because it was so awful. Yeah, uh, the Undertaker at this point cleared the ring. He eliminated six guys in a row at one point. Um, 
eliminated both Hardys. Yeah, the Hardys came out after taking a beating from Team Extreme. <laughs> yeah, Lita included. Yeah, they jumped so, him. Lita, Lita jumped Love in. That that was awesome. Lita took another bump and. Mm-hmm. Then we got a, not another big entry into the, the well, Royal Rumble match. we had match. the Hardys, after being eliminated, came back in. He threw them out again, right? Yeah. Only yeah. to be eliminated by the legendary Maven. <laughs> yeah, Maven from Tough Enough. <laughs> yes! Who then was in for a long night the rest of the evening yes. with The Undertaker. Now, watching this, you can't argue that they didn't give him every opportunity to be a successful wrestler at this point. Well... Maybe got a nice push. Exactly. Are you they, can't yeah. say you can't argue that they didn't give him. You could get you could come in then by eliminating the eliminating other. Eliminating the other. You have to give kudos to the Undertaker for this. Yeah. He would do anything to get a guy over. Mm-hmm. You have, and then he would maybe beat him for the hardcore. Well, thanks to the Rock, maybe yeah. beat the Undertaker <laughs> for the hardcore title. But you have to give the Undertaker kudos for this. Undertaker did not take it very lightly that Maven eliminated him. No. This, uh, he took one hell of a chair shot. Yeah, that looked that looked head bad. Through the glass yeah. on the popcorn machine to end it, perfect. Yeah, and then Taker ate some of the yeah blood tainted popcorn. He did, but the pop when Maven eliminated the Undertaker mm-hmm. was priceless. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, Rumble Rumble Three, Maven tries to do it again, <laughs> and he thought he did it, and the Undertaker <laughs> just throws him out the ring. <laughs> That's a good callback. Yeah, that they that they did that. And another thing, mm-hmm. Curtis Axel has nothing on Maven. 16 no. years in a Rumble show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was never eliminated. Still not. Um, we got a worm by Scotty Too Hotty, <laughs> which as soon as he came out, I was hoping we would get it. And then immediately got eliminated, right? Yeah. Well, he came out and got knocked out first by Undertakers. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he Rampaging. Rampage. Yeah, he rampaged, knocked him out. He, got, <laughs> he didn't come in until a couple minutes later. Yeah, we got the Godfather performed longer outside the ring than he did inside the ring. He went legit. <laughs> he brought a bunch of ladies. It was probably like a six-minute entrance to the ring, and he was gone in 30 seconds. I loved it. <laughs> I missed the Godfather. <laughs> then we have the glass shatter. Stone Cold comes down to a huge ovation. Clears the ring twice. Eliminates five in a row. Checking his watch each time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fake one laid on the floor checking his watch. Yeah. The second time he clears the ring, it's just him and Triple H. That was perfect. He, he, Triple H's entrance took the entire two minutes. Yeah. And nobody perfect in the hurricane. Like sim- similar to AJ last year. Yeah. Like his entrance was so long, but it was it meant so much. Yeah. Because yeah. Triple H's was the same thing. Yeah. Because that was slow that was, crawl to the ring. Austin's mm-hmm. just waiting. Yeah. Because when Triple H got hurt, him and Austin were the tag team champions. So that was, I think this is the first time these two actually crossed mm-hmm. paths since May the year before. Yeah. So that was a perfect thing. And then the Hurricane, the perfect person to try to. <laughs> that <laughs> was awesome. Yeah, it was. And they even music hit. <laughs> The way he came down, the way he like grabbed them both, it was awesome. It yeah, was really and they're talking. The announcers are kind of building up. It's like, is he actually going to act like he just knocked them both out? <laughs> and they got up and just both looked at him like, okay. Yeah, whatever, whatever the first show we saw the hurricane on, I don't remember anymore. No Mercy. No Mercy, okay. And I remember saying it on the show. Like, I forgot all about that. Like, I love it. <laughs> like, he is hysterical. Um it's yeah, it's like right up my silliness alley. Like <laughs> it's it's like it's perfect. Like the perfect amount of silliness for my my sensibilities. Um, when Triple H and Austin eliminated the Hurricane, I read this actually that it was Austin's 36th career elim- elimination of all time. Um, which was the record up until HBK broke it in 2010. So for 8 years Austin had the record for the most eliminations, eliminations. in Royal Rumble history. Um, 
Mr. Perfect. Honestly, the last six guys to come into the Rumble, 25 through 30, were, mm. I mean, huge. Yeah. Mr. Perfect, uh, Angle, Big Show, Kane, RVD, and Booker T. Yeah. Those are the last six yeah. guys in. All huge stars. It lasted it kinda, less than two minutes. It kind of <laughs> balances the beginning, which was kind of... Well, yeah, except, 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 per- except Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect was yeah. there for a while. Yeah, was I was kind of confused. I was shocked. I was kind of confused. Why is Perfect... In the match this long at this point, yeah, I was like, shocked. He didn't have like a, a budding career at this point in 2002. Yeah, I don't know. What they, I don't know if they, what their plans for him were, but he didn't do anything really after this match. Like, he wasn't even on a pay per view. Yeah. After this, so I was really. I heard, shocked. I heard he had some drug issues. I know. I know there was an incident on a plane. I think X Pac talks. I forgot who talks about. I, I know. I hear it pretty often. Yeah, there was something on a plane with him and Perfect in 02. Hmm. It was like a group thing. I can't remember. I know Brock. Brock was involved. I can't remember. I've heard it on podcasts before. Interesting. Yeah, I, he looked good. Yeah. I mean, he looked like Mr. Perfect. Yeah, I was just shocked. He was like, he did. I, like, I forgot he lasted in the last. And, story. Yeah, and they kept him in there longer than most. I mean, he was out. He outlasted Booker T. Who you would think. Yeah, he lasted really long. We got a perfect plex yeah. in there, which was great. Angle had a good run. Um, yeah, RVD. And, I loved it that how much they booed when RVD got eliminated. He yeah. was kind of over, really over at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was kind of over at this point. He came in, did a couple couple high-risk high maneuvers, mm-hmm. frag roll. Yeah, it, it was... I don't know. I, I feel like the amount of star power they had at the end... I feel like they didn't do everything they could have done with it, but it was an hour and ten minute rumble match. Like maybe they should, they could have cut down on some early stuff. And, yeah. Or maybe they could have just not saved all those guys. Yeah, the that was the thing. Cause it's just, like cool that like every guy who comes out, you're like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god. But they make, they could have mixed it better. Yeah, because all the matches they were pretty short. The matches prior they were pretty short, and the world title got the twenty minutes it deserved. But but I just think they should have spread diff, diff, gave these got different numbers. Well, like we've already been talking just as long about the rumble matches we talked about the whole card prior. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think they ran them the Royal Rumble a little thin at times too. Like a couple times, Austin was there by himself, mm-hmm. and for a point, Undertaker was there kind of by himself or mm-hmm. with one other guy. Like I'm used to seeing a couple couple more brawls going on in there. Yeah, and you get that didn't get that till the, like the end. Yeah. Now even the end was quick because Kane the year before eliminated eleven guys and he was he, he was out right. It away. was quick. RVD went out quick. Uh, Booker T went out Big pretty show. quick. Big Show was out really quick. Immediately. Yeah. Kane, Kane. immediately. Um, oh, by the way, I, I I miss Jr. saying Hellfire and Brimstone. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> I, I always miss that. Were you gonna say something, Joey? Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't want to cut you off. Yawning. Okay. Um, so Triple H obviously. Gets the win abruptly. Eliminated. Well, it was a very yeah. They eliminate finish. Stone Cold. He came in. He busted a couple chairs over people's heads. Down yeah. to like the final what three at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perfect was third. The third. Yeah, it was from the and, um, Triple H, Angle, and Perfect were the last three. And Angle gets eliminated with the uh, face buster. The, yeah, the into face the buster line. into the clothesline. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. but real quick, I was just like, that's it. Because I didn't, uh, this this I wasn't a fan of this Rumble match in particular, but it had its moments. Like, no, like, there were there were great moments yeah. in this match. Was, the match just wasn't that good. No, yeah, they, they try to do too much. I think they try to rush some things. Yeah, but yeah. Austin lasts 27 minutes. He was in that long? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Triple H, 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin eliminated seven guys. Triple H eliminated four. I think Undertaker eliminated six. Um, were you were you rooting for Triple H, I'm assuming, at this time? Yeah. 
Because not many people can be a, the top hated heel in the company and come back as a super baby face. Um, yeah. Maven was never technically eliminated, was he? No, he's still, in rural, he's still there. Still there? Still yeah. in it? Yeah, even JR at one point said he never eliminated, but you'd imagine he wouldn't be physically able to compete from this point. So <laughs> they just wrote him off at that from there on. You have to once you get thrown into the popcorn. Yeah, it's once all, he went over. the popcorn over. machine, that was it. Um, Triple H gets the victory. Uh, I think that was probably kind of the obvious choice. Austin had already won three Rumbles at that time. Triple H was making his comeback. He was about to get, you know, a huge push. Um, I don't know. Alo, we didn't do the ratings at the top of the show. Um, one, did you enjoy this any more than you thought you would? No. Not at all. I, I knew what I was getting. Like, I knew I was getting <laughs> laughter out of Vincent Flair. I knew the undercar was lackluster for the most part. And... I, I didn't really want to watch see, watch Rock and Jericho again because I've seen it. Uh, what this will be the third time I've seen mm-hmm. it. But I was like, oh, this match. It, from, in retrospect, this match is pretty a really good match. And it was it was a different aspect than the other ones because Jericho was the cocky heel, and before he was trying to win the big one. <coughs> but I, it like you said, the the match had moments. Like even the video package. Like going back. Like even before watching the show, I watched. Triple H's return to the Madison Square Garden. And we always talk about pops, and that pop that he got when he returned was mm-hmm. awesome. That was like one, that's like one of my favorite moments in wrestling oh, yeah. history. Same. See, seeing him come back, but um, the jean jacket and the leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I know he was hot. <laughs> hot to death. He was hot. Yeah. Not, not, not like Goldberg. No. <laughs> oh God. He can actually still move and actually talk. Clearly. That name just pains Ron. It Every, does. Just makes even me, mentioning makes it makes me physically ill. <laughs> so the. Triple H wasn't enough to get you get you over. It wasn't enough to get you get you excited. Well, like but I always mention uh, how I had these on tape, and this tape didn't get that much play. <laughs> well, at this age, uh, young Alo was probably getting a little more play out of some other kind of tapes. <laughs> the scramble blocks. <laughs> yeah, the scramble block tapes. Would you like to break down the rating system? Yeah, if it's before a, we give our ratings. Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. And if it's an awesome show, it's a showstopper. Uh, Joseph, you want to give your rating first? I mean, I'm more tend to go to the jobber level here. Um, <laughs> wasn't a great pay per view. I don't think it was awful either. Um, that's our, our system kind of doesn't allow for middle ground, so I, I have to go lean more towards the jobber. Alo, huh? I give it a. I give it a plain slobber knocker because, like, I, I'm all about moments and having fun with shows, and there are moments where my face went. <laughs> the size of my mouth just went up. <laughs> I just cannot stop smiling and laughing. Like the Vincent Flair thing, mm-hmm. the whole the whole Maven Undertaker thing, the Hardys thing. Cause it, it was just it was just fun. I had I had fun with this at moments, and just brought me back to my childhood. A young eleven year old Alo just rooting for Triple H to win. So I'm gonna give it a plain slobber knocker. Yeah, I think for me, um, this is the the show I've liked least. That we reviewed so far. You want you like Flu uh, Load at ninety eight better than this? Okay, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know, but Ooh. neck and neck. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. but I'll say <laughs> the moments during the Rumble match, um, getting to see Taz on the first one of these shows that we've done. Um, Vincent Flair, obviously incredible. Um, I will also go slobber knocker. Yeah. Ooh, Slobberknocker. So, you guys you guys are picking up the pace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you went Slobberknocker considering how much trash you talked about the, the show. It, yeah, but like I say, sometimes bad wrestling is good wrestling. And not 
you sometimes you remember things aren't as good as you remember, but you just have still have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't a top to bottom good show, but the stuff that was good about it was really good. Yeah. Um, we also, for the first time in the last four months, no one who's hosting the show will be picking a pay per view. This is a fan choice Ooh, for fans February. Choice. Uh, we've gotten a we lot of music. Great... Fans <laughs> choice. Fans choice. Did you just write that? Yes, I did. That's pretty good. Wrote on and composed. <laughs> we got a lot of great suggestions on Facebook. Uh, Alo, would you like to announce? What is the choice for the February Throwback Madness? All right, one second, let me hit random. Where's the drums when you need them? Oh, yikes! What did we get? Something you really are excited for? Uh, it's a two-match show. Okay. <laughs> well, we're get, well, Barry Allen got me out this timeline, I'll tell okay. you that. So. <laughs> no flashpoint? No. I think I know what it is. Per Joe Lafferty okay, and Eric McCauley. <laughs> Viva la raza! <laughs> no Way Out 2004. All right. Well, Joe, you said Joe Lafferty and Derek McCauley both yes. suggested that one? All right. Well, thank you to good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty. Uh, upcoming Matt Madness host, Derek McCauley. Uh, thank you very much for the suggestions. No Way Out 04? Yes. Was it? Okay. It's a... It's an interesting card. <laughs> well, it starts the off, swing of the tone of your voice says a lot. Yeah, it, it, start, it, start, it starts off good with Tori and Sable, because they just hit that, that Playboy mm, cover. Puppies! Mm-hmm. No King. We got, we got Cole and Taz mm. for this one. Um, Frosted. Rikishi, no Rikishi and Sky Too High defend the tag house against the Bashams and Shaniqua. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um... Cruiserweight title, Rey Mysterio and Chavo Guerrero, Triple Threat No More Contenders match, Angle, Big Show and Cena. Huh. Um, what else happens on this show? A bunch of uh, there's a couple of bizarre matches that just <laughs> there has to be out there. There has to be, yeah. And the main event is Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar, of course, and nothing will make Ron happier than watching Goldberg <laughs> interfere in a match. Yeah, I'll be elated to see that. We actually watched this show. When we were getting ready to record one of our first shows here. Really? Remember, yeah. It, not the whole thing, obviously. <laughs> but I think we just had WWE Network on before we recorded, and we actually saw this. Um, well, I always look forward to Throwback Madness, because it's good to get us away from some of what we don't like currently. Um, anybody else have any comments about Royal Rumble 2002? Joseph? No, not currently. I'm waiting for Royal Rumble version 2017. Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Maven. Maven? <coughs> Maven. The high point of his career? Yes. <laughs> it was all downhill from there? That moment will forever test the test 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 time. Stand test time. <laughs> he took a hell of a chair shot. I mean, that's kind of kind of a good career. I took a, a I watch chair every shot year. Taker. I watch yeah. that moment every year on loop because it is so <laughs> funny. His face, Taker's face, Maven's excitement, perfect. Mm-hmm. I agree. The crowd with crowd reaction also. Uh, so, mixed mixed reviews on Royal Rumble 2002. We are out of this storyline come February. Yes. So, for Mr. Sexy Punaconda, then now forever, see Kane Joe Rottermill. Live it, love it, learn it. <laughs> for the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion from Blackpool, England, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I think you need three more titles. <laughs> 
I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next month. Got them now, put them down right now, hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.